This is The Verse, a weekly dive into the cinematic universes and beyond. We'll dissect the latest episodes, films, and news all fans from veterans to news are dying to know more about. Now, here's our team of pop culture superheroes we call The Verse Squad. Welcome to The Verse. We have to find the door. Dorothy didn't give us much of a clue. It's fail and we're cubed. Not really a clue, but pretty good motivator. What about that one over there? Uh, it has a lot of writing on it, and the rest are blank. Um, something tells me this is it. Wait, but what's written on it? Hmm. Battle not with monsters, lest ye become a monster. And if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. Wow, that's deep. I think that's Nietzsche. No, that's the deep. The super mermaid, uh, merman, merman, uh, from the boys. And he's sitting right there. Hey, you're right. Well, with no time to spare and cubing by Dorothy just mere seconds away, we might as well talk to him. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Chase, we're so grateful that you're giving us time on the verse cast here. We are huge fans of the boys. We've been fans since season one. And I got to tell you, consistently, the Deep is one of the most entertaining characters in all of the seasons. <laughs> well, thank you. No, I mean, yeah, I've had I've had the most fun I've ever had uh, in anything, really. So, um, yeah, they continue to keep giving me a very, very interesting material to do. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a great character and a great a great ride. So can we talk about your origin story? You know, all superheroes have origin stories. How did you get involved on The Boys? Yes, I was like the deep origin story. That's uh, I'm hearing spinoff. That would be great. No, I, I, my, <laughs> I love my, it. I, we don't really know the deep origins, or it's just funny. But but my origin story, um, I think it was 2017. I'd done a few indies. I wasn't like really happy with the year and the and the, and the things that were coming along. And and um, I'm trying to remember the exact order of events, but it was like December, like deep in December, like two weeks out from Christmas. And I think I think a friend, another actor friend, uh, who, who's who's married to one of my agents. It's amazing to see. He was like, "Oh, he read the, he read the script and thought he's like Chase can can actually do comedy. He should go in for this or whatever." So I I, I got it and instantly. I loved it. I mean, I didn't even read the script. I read the sides, and I was like, "This is weird and hilarious and dark and like this kind of male you know privileged asshole." Like I, I you know it was just very interesting. And with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and Point Grey being involved, I was like, "This is." really cool. I was a fan of Preacher. And, um, and then I read the script. I was like, this is just awesome. And uh, they were like, okay, so so we did one round of auditions. And I got there. I think I was the last, I look at the sign in sheet, and there was like 60 people before, you know what I mean? I was like, Oh, I'm like the last of the day, which I'm kind of like, great. Like, I, I just feel like that's not the time you want to be going in because they're probably fatigued. They've seen 60 people, but uh, Eric Kripke was in the room. It, I just felt really good about it. I had him laughing, which was which was good. And his direction was obviously great. And then uh, they were like, great. You know, uh, they liked it. And they were like, I think they said, we're like, to, you know, we, we want to do like a screen test thing. I'm like, great. Let me know what the process is going to be. They're like, no, we're, they're just going to use that audition for like the main thing. And I was like, 
really? Like, should I redo it? Like, can we make it <laughs> make it better? And no, it was just funny. It all happened really quickly. I, I didn't think that they would gonna they were gonna cast it before the new year at all. I thought it was just gonna be okay. They're gonna get to this later, but they wanted to do the superheroes first because this, the, the super suit process takes takes forever. So I, I found out, and then by within a week, you know, they we had the the offer, and it was like the best Christmas present in the world. Yeah, it was just it was great, and I definitely had a feeling the show could be could be. Um, what it what it turned out to be which was a big hit but uh you never know i mean tone wise and tonally you know you got me saving dolphins from the ocean world and then and then you know anthony homeland on a plane you know it was just this whole whole tonal shifts that were uh you know they handled they handled amazingly and the show turned out fantastic so uh so how much of that arc were you aware of going into this were you did so you obviously had like the pilot but did you have like the whole seasonal arc that was presented to you you know, because he goes from being kind of just such a jerk into almost like, but by the way, that scene where you're shaving your head to everybody hurts, it's just, yeah. <laughs> just gets me every time, man. It just cracks me up. Um, I, mean, I know. Just, such a pathetic jerk in it. So like, yeah, were you aware of what was going to happen with the character? Actually, no, not, we, I, I wasn't at all. Um, the, the audition scenes kind of clued me and one was a really pathetic scene with him with the, in the therapist's office complaining about like how his only friends were like the local lobster by the pier and it was really funny and then there was this really dark scene um with starlight who i think they didn't even really put that in there yet where i it was it was a more like violent thing and anyway that the, the scene that was in the pilot wasn't wasn't in there and then i think they came back and they wanted that moment for her character you know the never meet your heroes uh thing and it was obviously a very dark mm -hmm. sense of uh subject matter and so when they they're like we want this this moment and now we're going to change the scene into into these two characters and i was like you know but it was it was wonderfully done with dan trachtenberg and eric kripke and we rehearsed and rehearsed and we like shot it all day and, got, and really got it got it right um and that was obviously a big 180 moment in, in that in that scene it was really it was really crazy. I was a little nervous about about that, but um, it was very informative of, of 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 my character and also, you know, kind of the journey that her character uh, is shattered, you know, from uh, the dream is shattered right away. So um, and the head shaving thing, we would get scripts along the way. In fact, Krippy's usually really good about getting the scripts out, but usually the last one is kind of it's not it doesn't come you know until like the last not the last minute but till later and i think the night before he hit me up he was like hey just so you know like there's this scene in uh in the finale and you know are you like how do you feel about shaving your head i was like <laughs> yeah i was like you know what man i've i was like i've always wanted to do that on camera i've always wanted an excuse to do that this is fantastic i get the script <clears throat> and i had him drunk you know but it also had him shaving shaving like everything like i it had me shave my eyebrows off <laughs> so i emailed him right back i'm like buddy i love you i am so down for shaving whatever you know my my head the whole thing i ain't touching the eyebrows <laughs> they might make a bond dude they might not grow back you know what i mean so he was he laughed and uh was totally cool with that and then and then that was a little bit nerve wracking too. I had one one shot at it, you know, three cameras, and I kind of told him an idea I had where I don't know. You'd kind of do the first one, and you're like, "Oh fuck," you know, and then and then <laughs> yeah. just kind of took it from there. And it was it was amazing, and I loved having a shaved head for. I was for, gonna ask, had you shaved your head pre previously? 
Because I no. did when I was in high school just to know, because I'm like, it's not going to be there forever. What does my head look like? <laughs> you you got to shave it to be more like, you know, aquatically aerodynamic, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just zip through the water. Yeah. I, uh, so easy shooting season two because I still had the basically the shaved short hair. So it was like no time in the hair and makeup trail. It was fantastic. So, um, yeah, I, I'd like another excuse to, to, to do that again, to be honest. <laughs> so the deep has the, you know a lot a lot goes on with the deep over these three seasons and you've had your fair share of shall we say uncomfortable scenes you know there's this whole gill situation the unspeakable fate of timothy uh <laughs> what would you say has been one of the most difficult scenes to film oh that's a good question um you know that that the timothy scene was kind of difficult only because it was technically weird and there was some some um cgi stuff to do let me think about like the most difficult though you know the most difficult was probably uh and the most nerve-wracking i was was kind of for the mushroom tea trip scene in season two only because obviously there was singing involved but i knew i knew it it didn't have to be good it was supposed to just be vulnerable and, and weird um but acting with someone else off camera that was playing the gills, I was like, how is this gonna, is this gonna be, is it gonna be dumb? Am I gonna be able to pull this thing off? And um, yeah, so that was, but when we got in the, into doing it, it was like, I think, I think that, yeah, it was on second unit with, with, with our uh, kind of resident director, editor, Phil. And we just kind of, it was like a, like a pared down crew and there was no scenes before or after. So we kind of had all day to shoot it, you know, like eight hours to shoot it. And, uh, and it turned out really well. So he got a bunch of different angles and we kind of got to, got to nail that scene. And it was really funny and, and weird, but I was, I was like really nervous because they kind of kept kicking that scene down the, down the line, trying to fit it in somewhere. And so one day they called me, okay, it's, it's, it's in like two days. And I was like, okay, you know, I prepared for it, but it was just such an odd weird scene to do so that was probably one of the mo more more uh leading up to a difficult scenes to do yeah that scene was that scene was wild i i think that was one of those moments i mean you have so many moments like that in the boys but that was one of those moments where i was like what show am i watching yeah <laughs> <laughs> which i love and i think uh i think even before after season one we were doing something like this interviews and seth and evan and kripke were there and we were behind the stage or something. He's like, Kripke. So I was like, tell, tell Chase what we got for him. And he was like, oh, we got this whole mushroom trip thing for you. And it's going to be, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds, you know, it's, it's, it's always a curveball. So, uh, you know, they, they somehow give really interesting material that fits so well with the character. It's so, you know, unexpected and surprising as well. You know, it's just a whole spiritual journey he goes on. I could have never really, you know, forecast that or seen that coming. It was, it was, it was great. Yeah, it was a great, great uh, story arc. <clears throat> so we've gotten a chance to talk to several of your uh, cast members. Uh, and one one of the things that keeps coming up is how much that the writers and Kripke allows you guys to improvise and like build upon your characters and how you see it fit. Um, can you give us any insight into a time that or a scene that you got to like really improvise on and put your flavor into the character? Right. And that's a very good question. So I think some people have, yeah. So like, I think Anthony, like, yeah, he, sometimes people kind of can give notes on like their, their lines and stuff like that. 
I think the general structure usually stays the same, but um, yeah, he definitely lets us improv if, if it's grounded in, 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 in the character. Right. And I think a lot of actors sometimes think that they can improv and then just go off the, off the book. But Kripke, if Kripke's not there, he's, he wants, I think the rule is he wants you to send him like your alts or your ideas before the set, but he's always like, doesn't matter if you just get one, you know, a couple like, like it's written, then, then we're covered and then do whatever you want. And usually I find those crazy moments. And I think Anthony, Anthony would agree that the, the crazy moments, they, a lot of those make it in. They just, they want the, they want, they keep those in there. Um, I, I, the, one of the only lines I remember improving was, was uh, when the guy's showing me around my apartment in, in Sand in like Sandusky, Ohio or whatever, when he gets relegated uh, at the end of season, season one. And he's talking about like Dairy Queen down the street or something. And I was like, what they got like blizzards and stuff or something, <laughs> something like that. I remember one of the producers emailed me like, we keep seeing that line of editing and I laugh every time. And so I always remember I, I would throw in random things like that, you know, on the day, I don't really, I'm not really someone who can like think about it prior. I just kind of on the day I, I'll like find it, you know, and I'll be like, okay, we got to do this, that, or the other. And um, yeah. And a lot of it's like massaging moments with, with uh, a one-on-one -on -one scene and just kind of finding your way in there as well. There was one day in season one where the deep is um, the only other outfit change I had, he wore like the trench coat and he, I'm like going through the supermarket, like wheeling the thing. And, we had like all night to shoot that. There was so much that didn't make it in, in the cut, but you know, it kills a lobster, you know, and, and I kind of improv a lot there. I'm like, that, that's my guy, you know? And so uh, that was really fun. I got to improv a ton that, that a lot of it didn't make it in, but a lot of it, a lot of it did. So it's just, uh, yeah, when the deep's on his own, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room to, to play around. So <laughs> I'm sure that helps you find your character a little bit too in the scene, right? Where you get to actually like experiment, push it a little. Totally, totally. Yeah. And um, coming from a different, you know, different TV shows that might have been a bit more like formulaic and just just fast, you had to kind of get the scene. So it was very, you know, wide shot, boom, 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 sit, hit on your mark. And it was just a little more static with, with this is, yeah, they really give us kind of carte blanche to, uh, to, to, to block it, you know what I mean, to kind of move around and do whatever we want to do blocking wise. Um, which is great, which is kind of new, new for me. So yeah, just in like this, when you put on that suit, I just, you do kind of find the character in the, in the, in the walk and like, you know, in the whole thing. And so it's, for me, a lot of it's on the day. Yeah. I trying to find it and, and coming in with ideas, but also like, you know, I, I just, I do, I do love to improv and love to, and comedy, you know, so mm. you know, a lot of times, you know, they want, uh, a lot of times I'll find the comedic timing, right. Of like a moment or, or the line and, and delay certain things or let a beat, let a beat land. And I've found, um, I really like doing that. I really like doing comedy and, and, and finding, uh, finding those moments. It's just, it's just so much fun. So. Well, I got to ask then season three, when you kind of, you win the competition that you weren't even in and they announce <laughs> you and then you like literally are facing backwards and you turn around that had to be you improving that. That's right. That, yeah, that was me. That was like a long night. And I did some even crazier shit just to see yeah. it was when I was like just doing push-ups back there or something or like <laughs> jumping jacks or I was yeah. just like, or like I was doing lunges or something. And like, yeah, so they, um, 
yeah, those little moments like the ent- like entrances and stuff like that is I find is really 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 funny. So I yeah I was kind of being silly on that night and, and seeing what could seeing what might stick. But uh, it's always fun. It's always fun. Yeah, I watched that again like a couple nights ago and I laughed so hard I had to rewind it and play it for my <laughs> wife just to show yes. her because it's so freaking funny. Anyway, oh sorry. yeah, and then, you know, and then it became like some kind of meme. Someone sent me it was like it was just a funny I don't know a Mark Wahlberg meme or something like that that they sent. Uh, looking up real quick and like, yeah, no, doing the doing the whole thing. So, yeah, those were those were good. Those were good moments. <laughs> so speaking of kind of having fun on set, uh, the show has an incredible ensemble cast. Um, but of course, not everybody gets to partner with everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. So thinking about that, are there any pairings with the deep that you would like to see more of? Uh, yeah, I mean, me and Jack talk about it all the time. We really think it would be really funny if if we just ran into each other on the subway or some something. You know, I, I know it can't really happen. You know, it can't really happen. But I just think a scene between me and me and Jack Quaid would be really amazing. You know, that would be tense um, at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if if there was a way to make it to make it light and like and and, and funny or some sort of unintentional run in would be would be really funny. So um i haven't yeah we're pretty we're pretty secluded like in our in our little camps and and especially in season two i didn't see anybody i mean that was the only bummer i had a great storyline but i wasn't really on the main unit all the time i just would see people on the weekends but uh but yeah even when i got back from from filming this this past season uh i get back and I, I, we, me and Jack just started texting like yeah you, you want to go grab lunch like on saturday because we never we like we never see each other you know out in out in uh, Toronto that much. And so we, we just, we had lunch and, and just kind of caught up and recapped the, the crazy, the crazy time. And uh, yeah, so I, I always love working with Anthony. I mean, he's one of my favorites just because I've worked with him probably the most and, and um, always try to make him laugh. You know, that's kind of my goal. I'm trying to try to get him to break, which I usually do a couple times a year. Um, but a yeah, a couple of times, only a couple times a year, but uh, he's just a lot of fun to, uh, to work with and 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 he has he comes in with very strong ideas as well and likes to play and it's just a great time so the deep seems like he's constantly seeking redemption and but is there anything redeemable about him is there is there something human about him um because he keeps falling flat on his face and has to basically start over so in your eyes do you see anything like redeemable about him or does he just not understand that he's just a sleazy guy and needs to clean up his uh his act right i i i i don't think i don't think he's like it's gonna be hard to redeem him i I mean as as an actor playing him you try not to judge you think yeah maybe if they did this and this and we do a full origin story and you kind of can see where this is all coming from but i mean i don't i don't know I, i think he's pretty pretty far gone at this point you know what i mean and, and in fact after season three at the end you know yeah he's he's pretty uh you know he's he's gone he's gone he's he's gone too far you know it's gonna be it's gonna be tough a tough path back i think so um you know they're all pretty irredeemable you know in in some some ways but especially the deep and i don't think uh I don't think that's really in the cards cards in his future for the writers so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think the writers have too much fun with them, you know. Yeah, they do. In fact, Crippy says he's like, he's like, you just he tells me like once a year. He's like, just saying, you know, we have my favorite days are when we were like doing the deep, breaking the deep storylines. He's like, we have so much fun in the in the writers' room. So, so who came up with his memoir titles? 
Was it just like <laughs> from the writer's room? And which one is I your I think favorite? that might have been Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deeper. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's some uh, funny stuff. Yeah. They had me do like a full audio book too, like in a fake podcast interview that mm-hmm. I thought was going to be like 10 minutes. And it was just, but I get the night before and I was like, this is like 60 pages. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to read like the full audio book. It's going to take what? you like hours. I'm like, okay. So anyway, yeah, we did it. They, they, we, they really carried the joke um, pretty far. It was like a fake podcast and then like an audio book where I, where I was reading it. It was, it took forever. How was that not available for the fans? I think that would be. <laughs> it, it is actually. They, they, yeah, they, they, I don't think they like marketed it like a ton, but it's out there. It's, it's really. Why really... did anybody tell me? No, man. <laughs> deeper and deeper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to put it on while I go jogging and just really get into the mindset of the deep. I mean, even if you just give it 10 minutes, it's a good laugh. <laughs> it's like probably all I can last. It was, yeah, I was like blown away. I'm like, okay, yeah. But uh, it was a lot of fun, so. <laughs> Superpower-wise, do you think that the deep is is always fated to just be the fish guy uh, and, and, <laughs> and considered kind of useless? Like, or do you think, you know, personality notwithstanding, do you think that his powers are kind of underestimated? I think his powers are underestimated. I think I think he also has low self-esteem and sort of, you know, is hard on himself and can't really, you know, get past being the number two guy. But yeah, I think I I mean, come on, look at look at, you know, look at Aqua. I mean, you could really summon if you could summon all the dolphins and the and the and the, <laughs> and the sharks. I mean, his his turf is in the water, right? So, you know, I mean, I think I think if you really want to explore it. He's a lot more powerful. You kind of forget that these guys too are actually really strong as well. Like he can fight. There's just not a lot of it. I thought that I'm like, great, I'm going to be in the water doing all these stunts maybe, you know, and he's in the therapist's office just complaining, which is just as fun for me. You know, I don't have to do all the summer rehearsal training, but, uh, but it's good. But yeah, you forget these guys can actually fight, you know, and, and show the strength. Um, but yeah, I think he's a little bit underestimated. I do. I do. Yeah. So if you, let's say hypothetically, uh, you had the powers of the deep, you have the gills, you have the everything, how would you use them? <laughs> you know, I, I would, I would definitely be in the water more. Um, I, I don't know if I'd be as insecure about the gill situation. I think that's pretty cool, actually. Pretty rad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's actually pretty cool. Um, I would I would be talking I would be talking to more marine life. <laughs> I'd, be, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be communicating with a lot more uh, marine life and uh, interacting and 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 trying to you know get some allies on my side. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go vegetarian. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be. You know, he's gotten forced too too many times. I mean, I don't even know if I can eat octopus anymore. It's crazy. So you know we. We, um, yeah, I think, I think he would definitely, there's no sushi happening for, for the deep anymore. Yeah. That would be a sacrifice. (laughs) (laughs) So what would your ideal superpower be if you didn't have the deep's powers? What would you take instead? God, it's always like the flying or like teleportation, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would probably, that's kind of the best. I mean... Unless you, of course, you do need to fight. And then, you know, I mean, the laser eyes is pretty good too. Like super, like really super human strength. Like, I don't know, growing up, I always, I was always a Spider-Man guy. 
too. I know, I know it's, you know, I just the, the, like the, the swinging and, and like the buildings that was kind of always really cool for me. So, you know, for what it's worth. Yeah. yeah. I know that's completely different, <laughs> completely different uh, realm, but uh, yeah, for me, that was always, that was always the coolest to me. You obviously have a, a nice, you know, fan base that just adores the deep uh, or loves to hate them, hates to love them, whatever it is um, right. from the boys. But previously you had a uh, series of, called the gossip girl and you had a big fandom. Did you, do you think any of them transferred over? And if so, do you think they are now scarred for life? <laughs> Not really. I think it's actually pretty, uh, you know, they're, they're, they've been pretty separate, you know what I mean? They're like pretty contained. I think, um, you know, when our show got, on streaming or whatever, it, it, it got a whole new life. And I still get like that same age demographic girl coming up and loving Gossip Girl. But now I'm like, I get like the dude at TSA at the airport, like, yo, the deep dude, what's <laughs> up? You know, it's really, or the guy at the gym or like, you know, I get, you know, I get, I get my much, and I'm really, I really, I've just had the, that, that gossip world thing for so long, I really get excited when when um, people love the deep. Like I'll be walking by sometimes, and people just the deep. You know, it's really it's really fun to have that that kind of that that uh, that fan base as well. So a whole new demographic. <laughs> it really is, yeah. And there's some like even like kind of high schoolers, some Gen Z guys too, really really like it, and it always uh, it always makes my day when they when they shout out. So yeah. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Chase, for joining us here on the Versecast. Huge fans of the boys. We're super excited for season four. Thank you. Thank you. I know I couldn't talk about season four, but it's it's going to be awesome. So I'm really excited for you guys to see it. And uh, hey, thanks for having me on. Great talking to you guys. One last question. Kind of- yeah. Kind of, kind of off the uh, off off the beaten path here. Um, Jack told me, uh, told us that you're actually a big Breath of the Wild fan. Have you played Tears of the Kingdom yet? I have. I'm deep in it. I am. Jack, deep. me and Jack talk about it. I, I'm not a video game person, I, but I, I grew up loving Zelda. And in mm-hmm. and 2021, I still hadn't played Breath of the Wild. And we got on lockdown like for two weeks in Canada. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out the angle on this. Oh, no way. There it is. I love it, man. <laughs> I was in lockdown and I got so hooked. I, I played Breath of the Wild and me and Jack talked about it. We've been like texting about about Tears of the Kingdom for forever and it's awesome. I'm loving, I'm loving it right now. I'm still in like early stages, but I'm probably, you know, probably got like seven hearts, you know, a little, a little stamina going, but uh, still nice. the first mission. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great, it's it's such a beautiful game and it's literally like the only thing I play. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Oh, or yeah, I, love oh, it. I haven't started yet because I can't just throw my life away like that quite yet. But I know it's different than lockdown now. I gotta like I gotta like manage my time a little better. But uh, but yeah, weekends for sure. I'm 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 on there. So <laughs> nice. awesome. Yeah. Thank All right, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have I a great rest of the day. The verse is produced by Stephen Puzikowski. <laughs> well, I've got to say that went quite well. Yeah, I, I'm starting to think these soups from the boys are getting a bad rap. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken to two soups and Jack Quaid, and not one of them has killed us. I wouldn't call that like a high bar to hit, but you know, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. So, did we win the prize? I'm not sure. Um, 
kind of don't feel like I've won anything because I'm still hungry. Hmm. I mean, what do we do now? Do we just like wait for the prize? I mean, there's not much more to do unless. Unless what? Unless we need to take this up a notch. Remember what the door said? If you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. Maybe we need to gaze inside ourselves. Deep, Deep thoughts. Thought. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? Well, you have four, Emily. I only have three. <laughs> yeah, you you got to go four. You okay, got to go I'll first. I'll go first. <laughs> Remember, say it like the D. <laughs> Let me just try to channel that right now. Somebody could take my IQ down a few notches. Uh, <laughs> and your confidence level's got to shoot up. Yep. <clears throat> if Buffalo Wild Wings has two W's in it, then why do we call it B-dubs and not B-dub-dubs? That's deep. There's two W's. Dub-dubs. It's two, yeah. If we get rid of time zones, then we'd all be equal, all the time. Probably a little confused. (laughs) If you put one lasagna on top of another lasagna, you still have one lasagna. Whoa. If the Deep gets a redemption arc, will they start calling him the Peak? Some people say the glass is half empty. Some say it's half full. I say, what's in the glass? Is that water? Or vodka? Or poison? (coughs) (coughs) Just need a minute. (laughs) Do you want me to do another one since I have an extra? Go ahead. People say we need to challenge our norms to make change. But what about the Lucases? What about the Bridgets? Everyone should be challenged. That's right. Go Norm. There's a moment during the cremation process when the meat is perfectly cooked. That's my favorite one. <coughs> Alright, I have one more. Emily, you have two more? I have one more. It's or the one more. Okay, you get to go last. Then. If you can't be with the one you love, then love with the one you're with. And if you can't punch the one you hate, well then hate the one you punched. <coughs> what? <laughs> okay. <coughs> If you tell an Asian that they're whitewashed, does that make them disoriented? <laughs> That's so wrong! <laughs> Emily, you're allowed to say it. You're allowed yeah. to be canceled. Oh my god! <laughs> well, our work here is done. I mean, did it work? It, it doesn't really seem like it. Your prize is granted, but only two shall pass. Leave now, and leave the lass. The lass? <laughs> Some pretty outdated terminology for an AI-sentient unhinged door. 
Yippee! A prize! <laughs> um, uh, what do we, um, we, we can't leave Emily behind. Nice save, Norm. But I don't think you have a choice. Something feels off. Uh-oh. I know this feeling. <laughs> Goodbye, Emily! Bye, Emily! Yes, stay safe! Look out for the jelly.